Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. This is going to be a very important subject we go over today because I don't know if you know this, 70% of people suffer from it at some point in their lives. So I feel like it's going to be a valuable topic because maybe 70% of you have already dealt with it. And that is imposter syndrome. We are going to be talking about imposter syndrome and perfectionism today. I teased this topic last week when we talked about punching sharks. Now, just for review, shark punching was how we're going to handle situations when these negative thoughts and doubts start creeping into our head. For me, it's very specific situations and it comes from a place of not feeling like you are as good as other people think you are. Imposter syndrome. So I'm going to tell you a little story to start. Last Friday, I went figure skating. Well, specifically, I went ice skating. But when I do it, it's figure skating because I like to skate really pretty. And I went by myself and just kind of, I really enjoy observing everyone else who goes to open skate because it's a just a beautiful collection of people. There's a lot of old people skating around and oh, it just does my heart good to see, hey, this is the future. Look at all these wonderful people having such a great time on their ice skates. Like you can skate as long as you want to. Look how happy they are. They're all moving and grooving and just loving life. It's just good to see that and be around that type of thing. But on this occasion, there was a figure skater, like a legit figure skater. This is a, a woman in her 40s, and, but from far away, she looked like she could be 20s because she just moved so gracefully, just, oh, it's just beautiful. She's doing spins and twirls. And then she starts working on jumps. She starts out with doing singles. And then she starts tackling doubles. Now, this entire time, she has a very serious expression on her face, a look I know all too well. She's a perfectionist. I know this because I am a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> uh, I could just tell... Everything had a, she had a serious look on her face. She was not rewarding herself for things done well. It was more like relief that it hadn't gone badly. Every time she accomplished something, like every little move was helping build her confidence. But then she had a fall. I knew about this because an old man went, oh, and then tried to recover from it by being like, well, well, it's, it's good that she's taking risks like that. That's how you learn. You know, that's, that's how you get better. But uh, this figure skater did not hear those words. And she was just had a look on her face that was positively murderous. She was angry with herself. 
She gritted her teeth. She got up. She brushed the snow off of her legs. And then she just starts skating around the rink, just kind of, Ur! and my heart sank for her because I was just like, no, no, it's okay. It's just one mistake. One mistake. It's a little one. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Just get right back on the horse. Get up there and do it again. You can do it. Like, come on. I, I was urging her in my head, like, come on, you can do it. Get it back before open skate ends. Let's do it. And she tried to do some jumps and she would just bail on them. She never jumped again the rest of that open skate. And she was so angry with herself. And the buzzer sounds, everyone has to get off the ice and she skates off alone to start taking off her stuff on this bench. I'll tell the ending of that story in a little bit, but let's just get right into what is imposter syndrome. Perfectionism is just one way it can present itself, but it's just believing you're not as good at what you do as others perceive you are. You are worried about being found out as a fraud. You really have trouble owning your successes. You, you have trouble believing that they're a result of your own hard work and effort. You think maybe luck was involved, not your own skill. Imposter syndrome can also have ties to social anxiety, where you feel like you just don't belong in social or performance situations, like you're trying to fit in at the party, but you're like, I don't really know how to be here, how to talk to people right now. I, I don't belong here. Imposter syndrome presents as anxiety, and no matter what you're doing to prepare for a situation, even if you do well at it, it really doesn't change what you're believing inside your brain about yourself, that you're not good enough to be here or not as good as you should be at whatever it is you're trying to do. So we've already kind of dipped our toe into the pond of perfectionism. Let's continue on that vein first because there are five types and the first is perfectionists. They set extremely high expectations for themselves. And even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Like any small mistake will make them question their own competence, their ability. Like what is wrong with me? I'm just not good at this. This is that figure skater. As long as everything was going well, this person's confidence is building. But as soon as one mistake happens, like a fall for this person, or in the game of roller derby, maybe it's getting a penalty, letting the other team have a power jam. You're sitting there stewing in the box over your mistake, like, oh, how could I do that? Oh, how could I be so stupid? Such a costly mistake. And what happens? You're going to go out there and make another mistake and go right back to that box. These 30-second penalties are not helping you, perfectionist person. I feel like I can talk to you because I am also in your recovery group because we are all going to be recovering perfectionists after today. So let's tell some, some epic stories from my past so that you can, you can hear just how badly it was for me at points in my career. I once nearly fouled out of a practice scrimmage by getting six penalties in a row. That's right, everybody, in a row. 
And this was when penalties were one minute long. This was excruciating. It was 2011 and I could easily end up in a spiral like this. Oh, I, I did not do well with any type of mistake or failure. As long as practice was going good, things are going good. But if something happened that made me look stupid or I didn't pull off a skill or I didn't know the strategy or I got a penalty, things would just start adding up and I would go home kicking myself, just feeling like an absolute failure. I'd, I tortured myself. I, I'd go home asking myself, why am I doing this? Why am I continuing to do this? Here's a really funny story. I once turned down getting on the A-team for six months. That's right. They redid the charter and they put my name on it. Oh, holy heckins, shouldn't I be celebrating? Oh, I think I did for a moment, but then I immediately started feeling like, no, this isn't right. My name is only on there because of injuries. They don't have the players that they want to be on the roster right now. Like, but I, I'm not someone they want. Everyone else they want, but they don't want me. I'm not supposed to be there. This is all from my first league, baby Jackie Bauer. So many doubts, so much inner turmoil. Oh, baby Jackie, if I could go back in time, I would just hold her, stroke her hair lovingly and tell her, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, I want to show you photos from the future, videos from the future of the person you're going to become, the athlete you're going to become. I'm going to show you the shelf of, of all the MVP awards. You don't even know how many you have. Like, you are going to be okay, little girl. It's okay. But at this point in time, I didn't believe. And it wasn't until there was this tournament that... Uh, my first league wanted to go to it was the first time they were sending a team to a tournament. And they're like, we want to take our A team. And Jackie, we want you to come. You're going to be on the A team. And I was like, is this just because you need enough bodies or do you really believe I'm good enough to be on the team? And they said, no, you're good enough to be on the team. We want you. And that surely was a weekend of growth for me because I started out that weekend basically acting like a rookie, deferring to everyone else. Uh, at one point, a, a skater who uh, became a good friend of mine on this team said, why weren't you in the spot where uh, I wanted you to be? And I stood up for myself. I said, this is the first time I played on a team with you. And she said, fair enough. <laughs> but by the end of that weekend, I couldn't believe how much playing time I was getting. They legit wanted me on this team. I was doing good on this team. It, it was an amazing weekend in the development of, of young Jackie Bauer. But I'm just telling you this story to say like perfectionism, it, getting over perfectionism, it's a journey. There's not just one day you wake up and you are done with being a perfectionist. It is an ongoing thing and it takes ongoing awareness. And we're going to talk about how to get beyond perfectionism, how to really make a point to get away from this. But first, we are going to take just a really quick break for a sponsor. Please stay with me. Okay, and we're back. Before we get into 
recovering from perfectionism, I want to tell you about the other four types of imposter syndrome, because I think a lot of these are extremely relevant. And I think a lot of us have done a lot of these at some point or another. Let me tell you about the second type, which is experts. Now the expert type needs to know every piece of information before they can start a project and they constantly look for new ways to train to improve their skills. This type of person might be really hesitant to speak up at a meeting because of fear of looking stupid or not knowing an answer. And even if you've been in a role for some time, you're always worried you don't know enough to speak to your opinion. You might know somebody like this. So let's just think about that type for a second and move on to type number three. This is the natural or genius or natural genius, but I think it's actually better if you put the or in there. This is somebody who things have always come really easy to. Like when they've started at a sport, oh, you're a natural. When you've done well in school, like, oh, it's because you're so smart. It's because you're smart. You're so smart. So whenever you have to struggle or work hard to accomplish something, they think this means they aren't good enough, that suddenly they're not smart or they're not good at the sport. And they're so used to things coming easily that when they have to put in effort, their brain tells them, oh, well, you're an imposter because it should be easy. If you're actually good at this, it should be easy to do because that's how you've, you've developed along the way. If you have to struggle at all, then you're not actually cut out for this and you should probably quit. You probably know a few people like this. I'm going to tell a story from Amazon Prime series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I hope you've watched this show because it is so charming. It is just chock full of, of sweet comedy and some fun drama and wonderful costumes, by the way. All right. So The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is about this woman who is a mother and a wife and is really trying to uphold this uh, image of just being a perfect wife and mother and just doing everything really well. In fact, it's really funny. They show this in the first episode, so I'm not giving away spoilers here. But when she goes to sleep at night, she waits until her husband falls asleep. And then she goes into the bathroom removes all of her makeup, her false eyelashes, puts on cold cream, puts her hair in curlers, puts on like the bonnet or whatever you need to put over your curlers. And then she sneaks back to bed. And then in the morning, she wakes up before he does and quickly runs to the bathroom, makes herself look beautiful with all the, the makeup and the eyelashes and the whatever she needs to do. And then she carefully tips toes back and crawls into bed again, like right before the alarm goes off so that he always wakes up and is just like, how do you wake up this way? And she's just like, ha ha, I'm just born this way. It's just how I look. And for some reason, she's perfectly okay with this because anything to keep up this, this charade of, oh, this is, this is how I am. But then uh, circumstances in her life make her stumble into being a stand-up comic. I won't go into all the details of that because those would be spoilery, but she has a few good nights and then she, she's told that she's brilliant. She's a natural. She's just so good at this. So her confidence is way up. Like I'm amazing at this. She goes out one night and just starts going off doing comedy 
and completely bombs. Now, every stand-up comic bombs. Every single one. It happens. And it is brutal. It is savage. And she does not like this one bit. She comes off the stage and is just like, I am never doing this again. Stand-up comedy is not for me. That was awful. I never want that to happen to me again. And the manager has to be like, what did you expect? I, this is a part of the process. This is a learning process. Everyone has to go through this. It's not going to be easy. You think it's going to be easy, but it's not. And over the course of the show, then this character has to learn how to develop her act and how to work hard at it. She can still be really good, but she has to put in the work to be really good. So that's just a really good example of the natural that I could think of off the top of my head. Let's go into the next one. Type number four, the soloist. They feel like they need to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, then they are a failure or a fraud. Does this sound familiar? Hmm? Uh, reference episode 19, asking for help. Why is this so hard for us? I did a whole episode just for you, soloist. And the last type is type number five, the superhero. This person will push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove they're not imposters. They feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life, work, parenting, relationships, and they feel really stressed when they're not accomplishing something. Just let that sink in for a minute because this might be you. This might be someone you know. So these are all the types of imposter syndrome. And I think that you don't have to be squarely one type. You can be different types at different points in your life. Maybe you're a few of these types. But why does this happen? Why does it develop in the first place? It, it can happen in different situations, but a lot of it has to do with your upbringing. You have been raised by parents who valued high achievement. You're always being concerned about being good enough to please your parents or maybe other authority figures you cared about in your life. Maybe you were outshone by siblings. But the main thing that you learned growing up was that to be loved or lovable, you need to achieve. And it is a self-perpetuating cycle. Everything is, a, is tied to achievement. If you brought home an A, you were praised for being smart, not for working hard. If you did well in sports, you were a natural. Again, it wasn't the hard work you put in. You're probably getting a clue as to how we can counteract this thinking, but just keep going with me. When something comes along in life that wasn't easy for you right away, required hard work, you probably shied away from it and moved on to something else. When I think about this, I think about the time I joined track and went to one practice and one meet. At the practice, I did good and kept up with somebody else on the team and ran alongside them the whole time. And then at the meet, I came in last place and I never went back. <laughs> I shouldn't have expected any other result because I had never tried to do anything in sports. And I was just like, oh, this must not be cut out for me because I, I didn't do it well right away. And I quit. But then something's going to come along that you really love, like roller derby. And it isn't easy for you. And you have to work really hard at it. 
And you fear that this means you're just not good enough because you were raised to think that you're either like talented or you're not. But that quote we've all heard comes into play here. And that is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And it's very true. If you just come in and assuming you're going to be good at something and then you're not, it's not going to work out for you. You need to put in the hard work. But imposter syndrome can also develop when you begin a new role, such as, you know, joining roller derby in the first place or taking on a leadership role in your league. Maybe you're not sure you deserve it. Maybe you ran unopposed for a spot on your board of directors and you don't know if you're really the best choice. Maybe someone's going to find out. Maybe you ran against someone for a leadership position and you think maybe you were only picked because people didn't like the other person as much as you, but that that wasn't, but not that you deserved it, not that you were good enough for it, or, you know, they just don't like that other person. It had nothing to do with you. You can come up with all kinds of reasons. Uh, An example I can think of from my personal life is that in college, in our theater department, we had our own Tony Awards every year. And people would get awards for, you know, actor or whatever. I got a Best Actress Award one year. And I was stunned. Uh, I didn't think I deserved it. And for the longest time, I did not think I deserved it. And that I only got the votes because people didn't want to vote for the other person who was up for it. Um, I never really felt great about it. I, I didn't feel great about my performance in that play. But it was the diary of Anne Frank. I don't think anyone felt good (laughs) doing that show because it's a really important show. It's a great show, but you kind of leave every night with a terrible feeling in your stomach. Uh, But over time, I gradually owned that that accomplishment was something to be proud of, that I actually did deserve that award. I did do that well, but it took me a long time to recognize that because I just didn't see it. I thought that I didn't deserve it as much as maybe somebody else. Before we continue, we're going to take another super quick break where you can find out how you can support the podcast. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates like our Apex Predator T-Rex or jam llama to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. Okay, now we're going to talk about finally how to deal with imposter syndrome. I'm sorry if I've been all over the place with this episode, but it is just such a huge topic and I really want to do it well for you and I want to help the people out there. And if you have any of these problems, I hope that some of this will help you. And if you are a leader on your team, in your league, 
and you see anyone else struggling with it, I'm going to give you some tools here to help because I have been there and I know how to pull yourself back, how to come back from these problems. First off, some simple points. Remembering that it is okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them. Learn to listen from con- to constructive criticism and most importantly, digest it fairly. Like if somebody says that you need a little bit more work on like a certain stop, it doesn't mean you suck at roller derby. It means you need more work at this stop and you just need to put more time into it and maybe ask for some help. And then in time you will improve because that's how it works. (laughs) Some other points here. Can you believe that you are worthy of love and approval as you are? Do you have to be perfect to be liked by other people? Hint, you are worthy of love. You do not need to be perfect. It is going to be okay. It is going to be okay. I am, I am holding you and stroking your hair. If you're, if you're a baby Jackie Bauer, like I, I'm, I want to soothe you. I want to, I want to bring you out into the light and show you the sunshine. It's going to be okay. I want you to work on changing your thoughts. Acknowledge these thoughts that you're having and put them in perspective, like observe it without engaging because When you're recovering perfectionist, even, you know, these things will happen and you just have to be like, oh, okay, that's an old thought. I haven't heard that one in a while, but I know it's not true. So I'm just going to let it go. Just let it sit there. Meh. Because is the thought helping you or hindering you? Is this thought even rational? Chances are no. (laughs) You can share your feelings with others. Share it with leaders on your team. Share it with close friends. You're going to find you're not alone and other people have these feelings too. It'll make them less scary. It's perfectly normal that people have these feelings. 70% of people at least have had these feelings. (laughs) And focus on others. If you see somebody else struggling with similar problems, find a way to bring them into the group more so they aren't off alone being a lone wolf Nitpicking at themselves, helping to care for others will help you hone your skills for your own self-care too. Don't make it about you, make it about them. Help them out. And then you'll forget all the silliness in your brain. Another pro tip here. Be careful about social media. Many people try to put an image out there into the universe of who they are and what they're about. And it can be almost impossible to live up to it. And that's going to create that imposter feeling. So use social media moderately. Don't obsess. Put down your phone and be yourself. It's okay to have a photo with no makeup on. There's a light in your eyes and joy in your face. Like just share the good in the world and don't worry about what other people think of you or Don't even share at all if you don't feel like sharing. You don't have to share. Social media is not a requirement in our lives. Remember that. It's not even that old. I can only imagine if I had it when I was a kid how funky that would be to grow up that way now. Just everything in moderation is the key. Let's talk about those five types again and some specifics to help out the specific types. So if you're having 
perfectionist thoughts and tendencies. Keep thinking about mistakes as part of the process. You make a goof, just go, eh, it's okay. I'll do it better next time. Just, just let it go. Eh. It's not a blemish on your record. It's not on your permanent record for life. This is how we learn and grow. It's just a mistake. And force yourself to start things before you're ready instead of waiting for the perfect time because there's never going to be a perfect time. Everything is progress, not perfection. Everything's a little bit better than the day before. And if you have a moment of backsliding, that's okay. Just shake yourself off and get right back in there. Keep climbing this mountain here. It's going to be all right. Experts. Yes, there is always more to learn. But sometimes what you're actually doing is procrastinating. You're putting off doing the things that you are completely capable of doing, and you're not allowing yourself to believe that right now. And hey, be open to asking for help from others, and it'll boost your confidence to share your own knowledge. Benefit other people with your knowledge. You already know more than you think, and it's okay to recognize that. And you don't have all the answers to begin. It took me a little while to get started on the podcast. Coach Dan had to start it first because I wasn't sure I was ready. I wasn't sure if people would want to hear from me, if I knew enough. Was I enough of a good source to provide content in the world? But you know what? I've been doing this a long time and I've made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. So many. I've been through so many situations when I stop and think about it. And there are more people playing roller derby in the mid-range to lower level leagues than anywhere else. Very few of us have the opportunity to be on a top 10 team in the world. And so I come from a place of, I understand the majority of people out there. So yeah, I do feel like I have something to say and something to share with you. And I'm so happy to get to do it. You guys are relevant and important and you struggle and we all have so much in common. And I just, oh, I just want to share that with all of you, new people, veterans, everybody. So many levels. I don't have to be an expert to have something good to share if, if you took one thing away from this episode today, then I did my job and that makes me really happy. All right. The natural or genius person. See yourself as a work in progress. You don't just show up and are amazing at something. <laughs> don't swear off things that you're just not good at. Like understand you're on a journey. The hard work will be worth it. Think of it as building character if you need to. Like It's okay to just not go in and be immediately amazing. The hard work, the sweat, the tears, all of it makes you a better person. And that's okay, right? We should all be on that path. Let's go back to the soloist. No human is an island, as I adjust the quote from the movie about a boy. <laughs> You don't have to be alone. You don't have to put everything on your back. Understand you're hurting your team when you don't ask for help. You're hurting the flow of the game. You're hurting your relationship with them by building a wall and not bringing them in. I don't think I need to go into this one quite as much because again, episode 19, there's a whole episode for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. 
And finally, if you are the superhero person, I sometimes fall into this camp, but I'm working on it, aren't I? You are addicted to the validation that comes from working more than the work itself sometimes. Like, look at all the stuff I'm getting done. All those check marks. Focus on internal validation more than external. Build up your confidence. Look around and gauge how much work is reasonable. You don't have to go out there and be like, look at me trying to be the best at every single thing in the world. Just be you and do a little better every day. Do 1% better every day. That's perfectly reasonable. So in conclusion, we're rounding it up now. Don't let anything hold you back. Not these thoughts and feelings. Keep pursuing your goals and evolve your thought process along the way. You don't have to have a perfect mindset and mental toughness to get started. It's all about building knowledge and awareness brick by brick. If one brick falls off, the whole building isn't going to collapse. You just need to repair and move on. Everybody has doubts. Everybody. Everyone. Every human being. Just recognize it when it happens and learn how to keep it to a moment of doubt, not a lifetime of doubt. I actually, one more personal antidote here. When I still didn't have confidence in myself, this is a few years ago, I had this moment of a little bit of a breakdown of fearing I wasn't good enough. I put up a sticky note in my house that was reminding myself exactly who I was, things I, I believe about myself. And it said, I am strong, I am fierce, and most importantly, I already am the skater my teammates think I am. They didn't make her up. She exists. And I am her. I am that person. So all of you, you already are the person people believe you to be. So just go out there and live your best life. Keep being awesome every day. Go be that person. All right. Remind everyone, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. Huge thanks to everyone who rated the podcast this week. I saw the extra ratings come in. Thank you. Every little bit helps. And extra big thank you to Frady Cat, Dog Lover 05, Kimbo, Sass7424, Leaf is Good, and Lexi Lucifer for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Once again, leaving a review, leaving those ratings, it is the best way to get the word out, sharing with other people, besides, you know, just sharing on Facebook or whatever. Like, it makes us more easily found in the algorithms. If you have a minute, just go to the little show icon to scroll down. All you have to do is you're on the episode, open it, scroll down, like just flick it up with your finger and you're gonna see like stars and stuff. Just, just hit the stars, boom, punch those stars, punch, punch. Pretend they're sharks, but you want a lot of them, maybe for me, I hope. And just leave a quick review. Just, it only takes a second. It doesn't have to be a novel. Just say something that you like about the podcast, anything, or even better yet, tell me about you. Tell me about your journey. Tell me about what you want to hear on the podcast, why you're in roller derby, why you want other people to be as excited about roller derby as you are. 
because I think we're all in this journey together and we're all excited together. And that's why we're here listening to this podcast right now. Thank you so much, everybody. You listeners are amazing. You warm my heart every day with your messages and your thoughts. Uh, you can follow our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle with the number four. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of that social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. And if I were still a perfectionist, I wouldn't have been able to release the episode last week with the little bit of sound goof at the end. If you listened to the whole way, you might have heard the, the little Easter egg I left for you at the end, but... I missed playing the outro music for you because I had the wrong settings on my recorder, but it's okay to make mistakes. I'm still learning how to do a podcast sometimes and my ad levels, the volume was too high. So I also fixed that this week. I hope it's much better for you. Uh, give me feedback if you want to. And okay, we're totally going to end the episode now because we have been talking about Derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Yeah, that's right. I can play outro music. I can remember how to do things good. And I can make mistakes and come back from them and learn. To remember to play my music. <laughs> Have a really great week, you guys. Do some skating. Do some awesome skating. <laughs> <laughs>